Excelsior, and welcome to Marvel is My Other Superpower. Today, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the game itself, but really what I'm going to talk about is why it's fun to play superhero games and why I'm having so much fun casting <laughs> the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So without further ado, take it away, Big Ray the Rapper. I'm walking around like Thor, who? If he a god, I'm a god too. I'm the man around these galaxies. Tell me who wanna battle me? I'm a Corbin and I got more than play. I control the skies like storm on might. Whack the taste out of Galactic's mouth with all my might. And repeatedly backsmack Thanos to my hands full. And his mandibles on the granite flow. And all this is before I have intercourse with the Phoenix Force. So what's up, Okay, as I said in the intro, I'm not going to be talking uh, too much about the the rules itself of the Marvel Multiverse tabletop role-playing game. I will kind of give a little bit of an update. There has been a one sheet of errata that kind of fixed a few things in the upper tiers of, of levels. Levels that I haven't really played in except for with a couple play tests where people um, used... Um, I think it's pretty much Carol, uh, 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 Captain Marvel, and that's it. She's the only one on that level. Well, she's at level twenty-five on their on their whole ranking chart. Um, but besides that, I, I haven't. You know, it's not like I've been playing at that rank level. Now you're supposed to be able to play like all ranks kind of together. That's, that's one of the elements that the game is supposed to have. I have not found that to be the case at all. It doesn't doesn't balance in any way, shape, or form for that. Um, what I have done, however, is uh, I started um, two groups. Two groups, and then the one kind of fell off, which happens. Um I started two groups playing uh, uh, rank five characters and I've created all of their enemies and made them rank five as well. Um, and there's a radio playing. Somebody's music is playing. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll enjoy that in the background. Um, <laughs> um, and what's interesting is that it's worked very well. Um, each session, I give them another rank. Um, the first session, I didn't have any like thugs or anything, but I'd seen a lot of thugs fight, you know, like rank ten characters and just get run over. Um, a thug, I would say, is is a rank one enemy, um, which you know, rank one enemies are just. You know, like like it, it's it's almost impossible to imagine playing a rank one character in that game because you'd have one power, you'd have you'd have very limited abilities overall, and it's like I'm going to play a superhero game, but you know I'm not really going to have any superpowers. Um, I'm going to be you know about as strong as a, as a decently strong normal person would be like you know 
Um, or, or there's actually a couple circumstances where it's like, or I'm crazy strong, but I can't actually like fight with it. I, it, it there's a bunch of weird stuff there. Anyways, getting out of the woods with the rank stuff. I did rank five. Um, I ran that. Um, I put together a group called the Wrecking Crew. If you're familiar with Marvel Comics, you're f probably familiar with the Wrecking Crew. They're a group of four super strong guys. Uh, these these criminals that um, that uh, were empowered by uh, by Loki. Actually, one of the guys was empowered by Loki, and then he shared it among the others. Um, which, you know, that's kind of a nice story. He's like, hey, you're my friends. I want to share my super strength with you guys. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Like, well, let's let's go be buddies. And then they go get beaten up by every superhero. Um, the My version of the Wrecking Crew was um, these four people that had gone through enhancements. Um using uh, a system referred to as Super Pro. Now, if you're a real Marvel nerd, you know where Super Pro comes from. Marvel did a licensed comic book for the NFL called N uh, NFL Super Pro, um, which was about a superhero who was called Super Pro. Um, and he was strong. I don't it was a weird comic. I think he was like, like just strong and tough, and he wore like football pads and a helmet, and was like, "I'm the, the official NFL superhero." It was a weird. The nineties were weird, folks. We we had all quit drugs, and we were all, uh, uh, you know, in detox, and uh, we made a lot of bad choices. Um, <laughs> any weirdness from, from like the 1960s, 1970s and 1980s was because of the drugs, any weirdness from the nineties, that was detox. Um, anyways, uh, so these guys were, um, these football players enhanced to superhuman levels, um, with the idea of there being enhanced superhuman league of, of, uh, of football players that, you know, really were smashing it, you know, were really like, you know, just doing some awesome destruction on the, on the whole thing. Um, and so each of them had part of the uniform that they were going to wear on their football team, which is why they had each had the different colorful outfit and then kind of accessorized with some different stuff. They all look different. Um, but I cast them all as professional wrestlers, um, which was, which I was really pleased with. I thought it looked really cool. I used, uh, I used my, my standard hero forge minis, um, to create the characters. And then I, uh, Photoshopped some, uh, some some wrestling action figure faces onto them so that you could uh, you could see you know who the characters were and stuff like that um, and uh, you know the, the, it was it had a lot of fun um, but I found out a lot about balance from that that session um, there were four of them five player characters and uh, the player characters just trounced them 
just because there was one extra. So, you know, there's, there's, I learned about the numbers game there from the, the system. Um, the next one, I, I, I bumped them up to six. The enemies were also six. Um, and that was, um, oh, there was a robbery of this cryogenic chamber that has this, this guy who's going to tie into the whole, uh, to the whole big plot of the whole thing when I, when I finally like reveal it. Um, uh, the guys uh, actually, if you, again, if you know the comics, Dr. Demonicus, if you don't know who that is, that's okay. It's somebody that you'll never see in the comic books or even in the movies at all. Um, and then I used, um, Crossfire and I referenced that Crossfire was the brother of Darren Cross, who is, who was Yellow Jacket in Ant-Man. Um, cause that's the thing from the comic books, this guy, Crossfire, he's this mercenary and his brother is, um, Darren Cross. Darren Cross had been killed supposedly, but he was able to bring him back because it turned out he was just stuck in the quantum zone. So don't be too surprised if you see, uh, um, <sighs> William Cross show up in a future, uh, MCU thing. Uh, I have a feeling that we're going to see, um, Corey Stoll again, uh, with some of these rumors coming out. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I like, I don't know how they're going to do this. I hope it's not as a joke, but I'm a little worried that they will. Um, but the rumor is that he's going to be some version of Modoc. um, who is a, a giant headed psionic weird monster, you know, science gone wrong thing. Anyways. Um, so, geez, I can't stop yawning. Um, but yeah, that character. Oh, and the other one, I, I used the character, minor character called the answer. Uh, I did a gender swap on her, um, and I, um, I gave her origin as having, revolving around the events of Thor Dark World. So, like, when, uh, uh, Malekith was unleashing the energy of the, what, what we now is, know as the Reality Stone, um, the she was, you know, empowered by it and given the power to basically have, um, whatever power she needed at the time is what the answer has. Um, and then they, they, it was a whole bunch of mercenaries that I, I pop prop down. Um, and it took them a little while to get through that, but they, they succeeded. And there's been like one big set piece per, per session. Uh, this last session, I didn't know how to time it correctly, and that and that's on me. Um, but that's okay. I mean, that's what happens. Um, and I did a, a more intricate set piece than I've done before, uh, and I kind of adapted rules a little bit. Um, and it was it was 
it worked out pretty well. Um, and there were some cool moments. Uh, so the, they're helping this, this thing get shipped across the, the country. Um, and they were told that they can't fly it. Uh, so, so they're, they have to drive it across the country. Um, they, uh, the driver of the truck is a guy named U.S. Archer, who is a Marvel character. He is the Marvel trucker character, um, or I should say a Marvel trucker character, because there's, there's, there's only two. There's one villain. I mean, there's only two superheroes, quote unquote, superheroes that are truckers. <sighs> um, anyways, uh, so he's driving across the country. They get attacked. They have to fight on top of the truck. Um, and fight off these enemies. They did a remarkably good job. I mean, the, the player characters, the, like, were just trouncing these vehicles, you know, left and right. I made the vehicles kind of tough. I made the, the thugs I left at level one. Um, so probably, I think the next time I use thugs, and, and that's going to be my next session, um, I'm going to up them to rank two to see. And I might have a few like lieutenants at like rank five, uh, just to offer a little bit more of a challenge, especially because the next one has kind of an interesting grouping of people. So I can kind of justify like, Oh yeah, they they are a little bit better. Um, I don't want to go through and make every different member of this group. Um, but I think I can, I think I can justify it with like, you know, this has this power uh, and whatnot. Um, but the, the, the main villains of the last one was, uh, the, the, as mentioned, the supervillain trucker, uh, the highwayman, I did not really cast that well, or that role. Um, I think who I wanted was Brett Gelman, who uh, is, is uh, Marty on um, Stranger Things. Morty? Hmm, Marty. I can't remember. The conspiracy theorist. Um, and uh like I like I liked I liked him in the role. Um, uh, <laughs> Bo Burnham was uh, was U.S. Archer, um, and then the I, I had four, I four or six. I think it, maybe it's six. No, four, 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 four. Um, I had four. Um, villains that were on bikes and uh, that was the orb because I'm not going to do a road type thing and not use the guy whose helmet looks like an eyeball um, <laughs> um, the bullet biker who if you don't remember him and you know comics pretty well that's okay he's forgettable it's stupid um 
Overdrive, who's mostly a Spider-Man villain, but, you know, I think whoever puts it out first maybe would, would own it, as far as the rights go. Um, and then The Hijacker. Um, and what I kind of decided in researching it, I wish I had done something more with the hijacker than just kind of turned him into a thug. But this is the thing, like, if you're if you're using stuff from the Marvel Cinematic, or the Marvel Comic Book Universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're going to have to make some hard choices because not, like, okay, nobody gives a shit about the hijacker, right? Nobody gives a shit about the highwaymen, for, for Christ's sake. Um, but nobody nobody cares who the hijacker is. And that's okay because the hijacker is, you know, a forgettable villain. Um, he, you know, he was killed by Scourge fucking almost 40 years ago. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of returned and they, they've kind of used, done some stuff with them. Just like all those villains killed by Scourge, they kind of like were brought back to life and then like did nothing. Um, and then some of them died again. I don't know. I lose track. Um, so yeah, um, that that's the. But if you're running an MCU game, you know, and and you really want, I I would suggest doing the casting. Um, no matter what system you use, I would suggest taking the time to cast it right. Um, my wife chose Josh Charles as the casting for um, for uh, Crossfire, and and he does kind of have this look of like he could be Corey Stoll's younger or older brother, depending on the light you catch each of them with. I'm having a sip of my drink. Um. So, you know, that was, like, that worked pretty well, I thought. Um, but take the time, because it, even if the players don't know who every actor is, or even if they don't, you know, necessarily get any, like, in-jokes that you have, like, maybe maybe one player will, will, will kind of, you know, jive on some extremely subtle hint that you put out there and and the others won't but like it that's it's worth it it makes it a little bit more um it, it adds another layer on onto the game you know nobody's gonna run dungeons and dragons and recast strad uh necessarily um maybe you will i don't know maybe that's maybe that's the whole point of this uh, you know, maybe maybe it's a thing to do when you're running games is start start casting, you know, and say, hey, this actor is doing this. Um, I don't think it's something you necessarily need to do all the time, um, but especially if you know we we live in a visual world and use a visual medium, like maybe maybe that's what we want to do. So you know, oh, this is the voice of you know, uh, <laughs> first person that came to mind was Gilbert Gottfried, but you know he he's passed on, so. Um, but yeah, um, next time I think I'm really going to dig into the conceit of where the campaign came from, uh, and, and, you know, talk about how to make 
ideas like that from intellectual property. Because I think, I think I, you know, I, I've hit upon maybe what this this podcast might actually be about, uh, just in case the Marvel system is dead in the water, like the rumors say. So, uh, anyways, um, thanks for listening, uh, and uh, as always, until next time, make mine Marvel.